Welcome to the Vismaski Classics podcast, Usha Tulevi. Vismaski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 35 pro teams. In season 12, there are 15 races in 12 event locations, bringing pro team athletes and recreational skiers together. On this podcast series, we'll analyze the events on the Pro Tour and the Challenger Series, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Hello, folks. Once again, this is Usha to Levy, our podcast. And now I have really an interesting, intriguing uh, guest. Uh, probably someone that is a bit fresh uh, in the Visma Ski Classics circuit, but certainly a familiar face and name in the World Cup circuit. A sprinter that goes by the name Hanna Falk. So, Hanna, it's good to have you on our show. How are you doing? Yes, hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm your host, Teemu Virtanen, and we will talk about Visma Ski Classics, a little bit about the World Cup, of course, and Hanna herself. Join us, Usha Tulevi. So, Hanna, it was a bit of a difficult season for you, correct? You've been suffering from back problems, correct? Yes, I had some problems with injuries uh, the last uh, yeah, two years, you can say. So it was a special season, but also special because of uh, COVID. So it was uh, not that much competitions and yeah, a lot of training uh, for me last two years and only two World Cup races uh, this uh, last season. So when something like this happens, so what goes uh, or what did go through your mind? Uh, you said a lot of training, but you like in a constant stress and you don't really know if you're going to be well enough to compete at your best possible level. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, like two, uh, I mean, um, challenging years. Uh, first, I was kind of shocked that my back just uh, one day said stop when I was out road skiing and uh, I had this quite big surgery uh, four weeks after that so uh, the seasons uh, two years ago uh, I missed the, the whole season I ski like uh, two races uh, and then uh, the corona uh, come so yeah long time uh, injury and the corona uh, wasn't uh, the best or the funnest thing to <laughs> to do at the same time but uh, I just try to focus on training and uh, like be stronger and um, uh, stronger and stronger for every day so so how is your back doing right now uh, it's uh, quite good right now I would say uh, I have some problem uh, this winter uh, and ended my season uh, in the beginning of February, so uh, I take some some really uh, yeah weeks to recover, and uh, then I start the spring to like build me up and decide to go for Visma and double pole. So I've just uh, been a lot in the in the gym and just uh, try to take it step by step and be strong again. So I think I'm. Uh, on the right way right now. So speaking of Isma Ski Classics and double polling, a skier really needs to use his or her back quite a lot and the whole uh, whole body and, and, and particularly the core and, and everything for double polling. So is that a bit of a conundrum there? You know, is it a little bit you know tough, you know, if you have back problems? Uh, yes, of course it is. And uh, I mean, it's tough for... Uh, uh, for uh, everyone who's not have, having those back problems too, but uh, uh, I speak a lot to uh, uh, like good good uh, persons and people that I trust, and also to some doctors. And uh, like I, I don't want to do something uh, like having uh, back pains uh, in the future. Uh, but I mean, I, I did this big surgery and have this. Uh, 
uh, I don't know what you say, artificial disc. So it's like uh, no problem anymore with uh, this disc. And it's just uh, a lot of challenge to get all these muscles and uh, nerves and everything working when you train a lot. So uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing to just uh, try to recover and trying to train uh, train so you don't get this stiff back and they, they don't work anymore so yeah I try try my best so when and how did you get this idea to start long distance skiing or jump from the World Cup world into the long distance one Wisma Ski Classics I don't know really it's been like the the maybe for two or three years that I'm thinking about uh, like one day when I'm not doing the sprint anymore maybe I should try to uh, double pole uh, and go long distance because I think that double pulling uh, has always been a strong part in my skiing so like yeah, more I'm curious about uh, how uh, how strong and how good I can be when I uh, when I train more uh, double polling, so uh, it's just uh, yeah for some years, and then this winter I really felt that uh, uh, yeah because of this uh, this back I it was hard to do the uh, the sprint training like the the really speed sessions and like um, running and jumping and things that I know. Uh, Making me a good sprinter uh, was really hard to uh, I just get back pain when I did. So then I felt that I wanted to do something else and just try new ways. So uh, yeah, that's the thing. Did, so did the decision uh, come gradually, or was it just a kind of a ep- epiphany that oh, I just want to do this uh, this particular winter? And I think gradually, and then I. Uh, uh, decided like this is my last World Cup season and uh, I started to talk uh, a little bit with uh, Anton uh, in uh, Lager 157 and uh, we started to discuss and then I already know that I want to go long distance but I didn't know if I can or if my back is good enough to uh, to train like uh, 800 or 900 hours a year um, but then I like decided that I want to make it a try and uh, uh, I also yeah felt and feeling that double pulling is if you're just strong enough in uh, in your stomach and in your back and then it's it's better for my back than I go um, and go a lot of fast uh, skating and running on skis and things like that so uh, I, I have uh, only good experience so far As you said uh, you contacted Anton Jamberi and you are now uh, uh, representing uh, that particular team Lager 157 ski team we'll talk about your team uh, very soon but going back to this kind of the issue of uh, double polling and you being a sprinter then jumping into the longer distances you're not the only one interestingly enough a lot of sprinters have actually succeeded quite well in long long distance skiing even uh, Nigord was a sprinter and way be- before that uh, Sheldahl uh, and, and so forth a lot of skiers that have uh, Christian Dahl that have done really well Petersen, coming from the same world uh, that you did why is that oh I have no idea I it's good to hear them uh, and I know that uh, like when you can do this uh, high speed and uh, maybe good tactic and uh, things like that I think you uh, it's good for the long distance races but um, yeah it's a lot of things that new for me and Actually, I don't know really what's coming up this winter, so I'm just uh, like trying try to uh, train and um, develop my endurance and try to like uh, have some speed left too. So I hopefully I will um, uh, will be be good to the winter. But um, uh, yeah, there are some um, 
some um, which is cool when you like when you fight for the green jersey uh, and some sprints and also so that will maybe be good for me though that's interesting so of course that could be kind of a natural choice for you to take uh, sprint points uh, what are your expectations for Visma Ski Classics not Let's not talk about the actual success as a skier, but more of the kind of the world, because I know that the World Cup world or that that circuit is very different from ours, the long distance skiing. But what are you expecting this to be for you? Are you like excited or what are the kind of the feelings that you uh, you have right now changing this, you know? Yes, I'm really exciting. And I felt when I changed, like changed my training a bit and just... Uh, I mean, I've been in um, in the Swedish uh, ski teams like ten or twelve, almost twelve years. So then, be uh, be a part of um, of a team and uh, or of um, Lager One Five Seven, and uh, it's like you know what competitions you're going to, and you can like set the goal and uh, just train for that. So uh, I really like that that. Um, like uh, when I can train and uh, know what kind of competition I will I will ski, uh, but then I'm really excited too for uh, like skiing on uh, new places and new competitions. I mean, it's uh, I've been in uh, Kusamo and Davos and uh, Falun, and it's a lot of same places every year. But now it's uh, totally different. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So as a continuation of that. Uh topic uh, as you just mentioned that all those places the world cup places uh, we're getting a little bit if i dare say boring uh for you you have i think four victories correct and sprint and 11 podium places so you succeeded well uh but and you had these problems uh lately so were there time times that you felt that okay this is it that it was getting a little bit uh j you'd be feeling a bit jaded maybe towards the end <laughs> yeah not uh, not boring uh, but uh, yeah i think sometimes you need to uh, uh, just change direction and uh, set new goals and uh, find new energy so uh, and i'm um, like i said i'm still like to uh, to train and uh, yeah, be out skiing and out cycling and uh, yeah just train hard so um yeah i uh, i felt that i'm not like done yet but um was uh, yeah quite done with the with the world cup and um, also the championships and i i fighted a lot to get this medal on championship but i was number four as my best so and fifth on olympics so uh, but i felt that yeah i was satisfied anyway and uh, wanted some new uh, set set some new goals so since you've been around a lot at uh, the World Cup circuit and succeeded well, been a part of the national team team as well, uh, how much or how well was uh, Visma Ski Classics perceived within that circle? What you say, I'm uh, like humble to the Visma Ski Classic or uh, everyone who skied along long races and every girls who double pole and are really strong and uh, so uh, I try to like follow it on television but it's uh, when you ski the world cup and travel a lot it's a lot of own um, yeah competition so I haven't uh, followed it so much I mean I I try to watch the, the Vasalop and and uh, some other competition but uh, then when I um, uh, was home for some um, weeks, like February and March this year, I tried to follow it a lot. And yeah, it uh, I was really inspiring when I was sitting home and watching it. And uh, yeah, a lot of uh, cool places and a lot of uh, like really tough um, races though. So uh, yeah, I, I think there are a, good, a lot of um, strong and, uh, I mean, really strong athletes who ski this Musky Classic. Since you've been following this a little bit, so what might have been the most respectful aspects for you about long-distance skiing and Visma Ski Classics and our athletes? 
Uh, yeah, oh, that's a lot. I watched this Orfes loppet. Uh, uh, like um, uh, 100k and I was like uh, eating breakfast and I was training and I was eating lunch and uh, they they all ski through uh, through the whole uh, uh, day it felt like and like I think um, I mean I've been skiing at a lot of, a lot of places where they ski so I know it's not like uh, an easy track uh, so I think um, when uh, maybe when you're not ski, you don't understand how how much uh, or how long uphills and how strong the athletes really are. So that was a was a cool race to to watch. So do you feel that you're up for it? That you're ready for those or that type of challenge? For example, Orfels Lopet and 100k and a tough course as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yet, but I try to. I mean, it's a lot of races and a lot of long races, so I I need to prepare and I need to train hard just to like get through it uh, this winter. So uh, yeah, I'm I have a lot of respect for it, but also I think uh, yeah, I mean I train a lot. Uh, in many years so uh, hopefully like my goal is to to enjoy the races and fight hard and uh, uh, yeah the last two years i've been or maybe three years i've been um, compete with a lot of pain so um, that's one big goal to not uh, i mean you should not uh, ski and use uh, painkillers and just have a lot of pain because then it's not fun anymore so i hope to like do a season where i can enjoy the skiing and fight hard and uh, just uh, enjoy all these new races so as you said you have trained a lot uh, over the years and you have a good aerobic base and foundation to build upon we'll talk about training a little bit uh, later but next we'll talk about your team lager 157 ski team You mentioned earlier that uh, you talked to Anton and this is how you kind of got involved and part of the this team, the best uh, Swedish uh, ski team, the pro, pro team out there. But how is the team now? It's a very different, I assume, from the, uh, you know, the national team and the other teams that you have represented. Uh, yes, it's uh, less people around. <laughs> We are only seven uh, athletes, and then it's Anton and uh, it's uh, Marcus Lager, so who's the service guy. So it's uh, like a smaller group, and uh, yeah, I really like that. And like everyone is training for the same thing, and um, it's also like we ski uh, almost every session or we ski every sessions together uh, like boys and girls so yeah and i really really like all the people who's in the team and we try to help each other and yeah uh, i really look up to um, to all these uh, my teammates and um, for sure for Britta and Thea and uh, yeah it's a inspiring uh, inspiring uh, training camps and uh, I think that I can learn a lot from the team so uh, that's uh, I think that's uh, a key to ski good in the winter to have a good team and uh, just improve as much as possible. So tell me about those uh, training camps I know that you guys have really tough camps you do those Vassalo pass pass trainings uh, quite a lot and things like that so when you enter that scene, how different was it for you, those type of trainings, training together, training for long distance skiing and so forth? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, uh, skiers always train hard, but it's uh, a lot of different because it's so much double polling. Um, and uh, yeah, this, uh, this spring, like when I start double pole more, I have try to have a lot of variations in my training just to don't get injured and uh, but i can uh, i felt that i can double pole uh, a lot and i mean it's uh, you get strong pretty pretty fast i think but uh, yeah the training camps are um, 
uh, hard <laughs> and really challenging. Uh, and also, I mean, uh, it's Emil and Marcus and Britta, and they have uh, a lot of years of double polling. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's hard when, uh, when it's like... Um, maybe five or six days of double polling uh, i maybe need uh, some someday rest or someday like doing uh, skating and uh, bicycling and something else uh, according to my my back I get quite sore if i double pole too much so yeah that's a little bit, a little bit challenging but uh, yeah we have um uh, i think you you need to train hard and double pole a lot also to um to ski fast in the winter. So since you have a good team and a lot of great athletes, Emil Parson, you mentioned uh, Thea, Thea and Britta there as well. Uh, what have you learned from them? them? Have they given you any tips, advice, uh, just on everything, not just the training, but the whole tour? And uh, Yes, um, they've learned uh, yeah i i ask a lot of questions and uh, they try to answer and uh, i mean it's uh, some things you you have to experience too uh, to so i like to like have my opinion on, on things too but um, i mean they have uh, a lot of experience both from training in summer and also from in the winter so but it's a lot of things like uh, with the technique and um, yeah, uh, how they train and uh, how they travel in the winter and yeah, how they think. So we basically discuss a lot of things. But um, I also uh, yeah, I like you with the Lago One Five Seven. It's really uh, like we they focus in on the, the on the sport and the athletes and like. Uh, the technique and it's a lot of work uh, just to get um, yeah to improve and uh, yeah that's a really inspiring thing I think has anything has anything surprised you about the team or their long distance skiing or the things that they've told you Mm. Uh, actually I I just, uh, yeah, quite um, went through the first uh, training camp with, uh, like, with new eyes. So I have, uh, I don't know, actually. Uh, I mean, I I know that they train hard and it's a lot of work. And uh, that uh, I also, um, yeah, they're, they're... thought that they were good persons and then uh, one thing that I really think <laughs> that they are so yeah we have a lot of fun together and that's one uh, that's uh, a good point then speaking of fun what else do you guys do besides train when you are at a camp a training camp <clears throat> uh, we uh, I mean we have like almost five or six days uh, training camp so that's a little bit different from from this long uh, like altitude camps with the Swedish Swedish team so uh, that's one reason that we tra- train really hard these five days or six days and then we go home and rest so yeah it's um, we train and then we try to just relax and eat and talk and uh, <laughs> having a good time so not that much time uh, left i would say on training camps uh can you give me an example of a, of a uh, training that you guys did uh this when you joined training that was possibly uh the toughest one that you did as you said we did we do this uh vasa pass and it's uh a, a long session but also a hard session so and uh, that's uh quite similar to a race I think so um, just to try to prepare and uh, maybe it's uh, sometimes tougher than a race in the winter uh, they say <laughs> so uh, it's um, it's uh, yeah like maybe four hours uh, roller skiing and uh, then a lot of intervals and some races and some uh, 
uh, yeah. in Sundsvall now we did this um, uh, team tempo as one part in uh, just try to go fast uh, the girls against the boys uh, for maybe 15k and then we maybe ski easy 15 minutes and then it's some intervals and then we have some uh, high speed at the end too so yeah that's a, that's a hard one so when you guys when you uh, skied against the guy, uh, guys or when you girls skied against the boys so to speak you i assume you had a uh, faster skis or the wheels were faster than the uh, the guys had yeah exactly we uh, we go on uh, yeah number 3 and the boys on number 4 so yeah that's uh, really good and then we train almost uh, every uh, session together so um it's uh, yeah. It can be some racing between the girls and the boys too, and uh, yeah, that's a really, really fun part. I think that you can also ski this, uh, like we have this five hours uh, easy skiing, and uh, yeah, for five or six hours you get tired anyway in, in the end. So, but then we have, uh, I mean, it's. Uh, Better to ski seven persons together than ski the boys in one group and the girls in one group. So we ski together. That must have been different for you. I don't think you do that uh, or did that when you were part of the national team. Uh, no, not that much. Uh, but the, it, I mean, it's easier on longer sessions or uh, when we go like for one special route uh, one day, but uh, I mean, I know that Britta, uh, Britta has ski a lot uh, behind the boys during the years and uh, that made her really strong. So I think it's also good. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a little bit easier for, for us uh, or for the girls when it's uh, quite uh, flat terrain, but then uh, the, the boys are stronger uphills um, in the apples so uh, then uh, we have to um, yeah fight a little bit more and um, yeah so that's uh, that's good you can see uh, how everyone do in the technique and learn a lot from the boys too so how did you feel after that tough the first after the first tough pass pass training yeah it was uh, my first one was in Usha Grand so we like the goal was um, on the top of the uphill, the last uphill. So yeah, you, I was uh, quite tired <laughs> when I went through that uphill. So, but I also think that I've I've been um, trained uh, a lot of long sessions this spring and like four hours uh, one year ago or four or five hours felt uh, really long <laughs> but now you get used to it so uh, it uh, feels pretty good to be um, be out uh, for long sessions now I think so since you now have three podium quality level uh, female skiers in your team do you think that tactic wise you guys it, it'll be a bit of a different ball game because in the past it pretty much used to be Preta uh, by herself, a little bit of Elin Moulin and so forth. But now, three of you could definitely work together. Uh, yes, uh, hopefully we can. So that's another part to to learn. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit new for Britta and Thea too. I mean, we saw uh, the girls from, uh, from Ramadan last year who did a really good job and worked together and... Uh, yeah, they were really strong, so that was uh, inspiring to see. And I think if you are, um, yeah, know each other well and uh, also speak to each other well, you can, uh, yeah, help each other. So uh, we haven't decided yet which one who going for uh, that race or that race or the green bib, blah 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 blah. Or right now we just try to be as strong as possible. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when we start the winter but uh, yeah we hopefully we can help each other a lot so and hopefully I can uh, I will try my best to help uh, help the team the team a lot to uh, achieve many good uh, good uh, performance this winter 
So you have told us about uh, things that you've learned from your team and team members, but you have a vast experience and background uh, and the World Cup experience in particular and experience uh, in sprint skiing. What are the things that you have been able to contribute to your team? Uh, yes, I hope we have some experience um, yeah, around around the uh, training and um, yeah, the whole thing of being an uh, an athlete. I think so, um, and also I think yeah, I mean in in Lager have um, there been a group who was quite the same the last year, and now uh, both uh, Elin and Anton and Andreas and Eivind decided to quit. So. We are four new members, and that's maybe good for the team too. That, I mean, you get used to do things uh, in one way, and uh, uh, I try to learn from them. But I can also ask questions uh, like, "Why do you do like that?" and uh, say that I think it's better this way or that way. Uh, so, uh, uh, but um, yeah, hopefully, I've been. Um, I can learn uh, or try to learn the other, the other something also and uh, just have trained for many years and uh, uh, maybe like in training come um, uh, yeah use my speed a lot to just uh, uh, yeah get some speed in the training then. So would you say that your team is somewhat uh, re-energized now because of all these changes? Uh, no, but uh, just to maybe, I think it's good for everyone to uh, like say to themselves that, uh, yeah, is this way the best way or is there another way or can we change something to get better? And when you have um, doing the same thing every year, it's... Uh, yeah, you have to um, like uh, always um, develop. I think uh, otherwise the other one um, uh, getting better. So, but uh, I think we are one team now. So it was yeah already on the first training camp. I think both uh, me and uh, all the others and also Anton felt that this is a really good group and we. Uh, like uh, train together and have fun together and uh, yeah I think that's uh, very important So do you feel that you are in for a long haul? Uh, what do you mean? mean that you will do this for years to come? Um, I don't know actually I've said one year uh, to start with uh, just because um, uh, it's actually a little bit um uh, yeah, I don't know how my back will react on on double pole and things like that. So, I think it will be just interesting to see for one year, and then we will see. But you're certainly open to that. Uh, yeah, hopefully, if it works, I can. Uh, and I think it's, uh, I mean, uh, fun, and uh, it's hard though to learn everything in one year. <laughs> so maybe you have to uh, ski some years to be be really good then. This is also an interesting year or the upcoming season is an interesting one because you are not the only one stepping from the World Cup uh, arena uh, to Visma Ski Classics. Martin Jonsur Sundbu doing it. Uh, also Marit Björgen, who actually did Basel Open and succeeded really well. But next season will be the one that she's really competing and doing more races. That's kind of interesting that you guys are now transferring into uh, long-distance skiing. So what's kind of your feel or take on, on that aspect? I think it's, uh, for first, it's uh, a little bit uh, strange to be compared compared to Marit and uh, to Sundby because I think they are like, uh, yeah, they've been the best in the world in, um, uh, like in uh, 10K and 30K and are really have the like endurance some like the the best uh, the best shot and i think i'm i'm only a sprinter <laughs> so but uh, it will be really 
uh, inspiring and fun to to race against uh, Marit. Uh, she was kind of my or my biggest idol when I was young, and she started to sprint, and I wanted to be like her. And then, then uh, uh, I was twenty years old when I started to ski in the World Cup, and then I ski against Marit, and I was so nervous every time when she was like in the start. Uh, beside me so uh, and now when I change to long distance she's um, my um, uh, I will ski against her too so <laughs> that's a little bit fun I think so next we'll talk about training uh, in more detail of course we talked about your uh, training at, at your camps and their particular Vasalop pass training but a little bit more about your training and also what you used to do when you were a sprinter so that'll be next So, Hanna, when you were a sprint skier, a sprinter, and you did the World Cup races, how did your training or your training program, or what did it consist of? What type of trainings did you do back then compared to the regular standard distance skiers and long distance ski skiers? Uh, I think it was, wasn't so different if you compare it to... Uh, I mean, the one who go uh, go for 10k or 30k. Uh, it's a lot of uh, endurance in uh, sprint too. So, and also like the speed and um, the sprints. Uh, I mean, the short sprint, the start and uh, the finish uh, been my best part. So I've tried a lot to uh, yeah develop my endurance. But then it's more like it's not like you should go for 90k it's like you should ski really fast uh four times one and a half kilometer so uh, yeah it's um a lot of training and a lot of base training in the in the spring in the summer and then i i used to do um uh, more intervals and um yeah like shorter intervals and um, in the autumn so uh, but uh, I tried to, yeah, not do do too much speed because I was quite sensitive to do too much speed and I get sore in my muscle because my muscles are quite. It's like easy to get uh, get tired. Uh, so I think I always train a lot of base training and uh, then some speed just the weeks before the the season and uh, that made me a. Uh, uh, pretty good sprinter. That's quite interesting. So you had to kind of balance that out a bit. That the tough intervals and sprints, and then the, what you call the base training, aerobic uh, endurance uh, training. Yeah, I, I found found out that uh, yeah, too much uh, like anaerobic training and sprint training. Uh, yeah, didn't. Um, um, uh, get me so much better so uh, maybe maybe the 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 year it was like 2017 i think i think it was my like best year and i had the best endurance and i ski some good races in uh, 10k uh, then i decided to do less sprint training and less strength training and just go for a lot of endurance training so uh, but I was still uh, pretty fast so that's maybe something I've I've just got and I'm I'm happy for that that uh, I have quite easy to ski fast on shorter shorter sprints but I think now I'm I'm um, uh, getting old <laughs> so I have to like work for it too to get this uh, sprint and uh, speed um, to have some speed left so when you say base training aerobic training uh, how do how was that i mean what type of trainings did you do back then and what was your longest uh, workout uh, yeah it was uh, mostly uh, two two training sessions maybe uh, two hours in the in the morning and two hours in the evening or uh, 
uh, yeah, com- compared to now, I do a lot more long sessions, like four or five hours. So then, um, yeah, last year and the, the last 10 years, I've been like split the training uh, a lot, but I also, uh, yeah, have uh, like one longer session uh, every, not not maybe every week, but uh, maybe two times in a month. That was like four or five hours. So I've uh, I've ski uh, some uh, some longer sessions too. So that's not uh, new for me then. Did you train together with your national team members, or how did you guys train for sprints? Yeah, we have these training camps, and then um, also I uh, lived in Fallen for eight years, so we have a training group there, and we have a lot of sessions together. So, yeah, last years I've been training with um, uh, Maya Dahlqvist and uh, Jana Hagström and Anna Divik and also Lynn Sömskar, and yeah, a lot of girls um, uh, who live in Fallen, so... Uh, it was a really good uh, good environment to be a skier uh, and we tried to help each other and uh, yeah the this Swedish um, sprint team have uh, uh, have been really good uh, the last year too indeed I was going to ask you about that so how come you guys or the Swedish female skiers are so strong? Yeah, that's a good question, but I think we train hard and uh, train a lot together and try to push each other to to just become better. And then, you know, I mean, there are so many good girls and then it's just four spots for, for the World Championship and six spots for the World Cup. So... I mean, you have to be really sharp and really good to just take one of one of those spots to to ski. So, uh, uh, yeah, that uh, that made me better too. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I think the the sprint uh, the girls sprinters had um, developed a lot the last years. So way back then. What might have been your favorite workout, your favorite session, and then again, the one that you didn't like that much? Uh, yeah, my favorite was uh, to go for some uh, like a sprint sessions on maybe three or four minutes uh, uh, all out, and then rest for ten minutes and do it maybe five times and just ski really fast. I think. Um, I was quite good at like sprinter you can uh, handle a lot of lactate and then uh, go fast again and have a lot of, a lot of lactate and then go fast again again <laughs> so that was uh, when I was in shape that was um, like my, my best part to um, to handle uh, a lot of high speed uh, and that was always also my favorite uh, like doing skate sprints and things. Uh, then um, what was the worst part? I think, like I said, in the in the summer and spring, I didn't didn't do so much of that sprint training, and I tried to go these long intervals and uh, uh, like maybe three times um, twenty minutes, like uphill running and going on the the belt indoors and like yeah, I think um, sessions like that before was kind of boring <laughs> so but now I go for the long distance and it's uh, a lot of sessions like that so yeah yeah how does it feel now then because you know, if those were kind of the the things that you didn't like that much about and now you need to do that so how easily can you could just shift that mode and that mentality yeah, but I think uh, just because of it's something new, uh, I get a lot of motivation and inspiration this spring. And uh, like when you see things like a big um, challenging uh, thing instead of uh, like training or I have nothing to compare with 
Uh, it just uh, also the training training camps. It's a lot of um, training, and it's like the you have to think like you should just survive. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, yeah. I like that uh, challenge, and uh, yeah, just do something new. I think. What else have you changed in your training now? Mm, I would say I changed a lot since I uh, made this uh, back surgery because uh, I have to. Uh, I can I cannot run anymore or so much, uh, and I have to like. It's hard for me to doing a training plan and say like I should train this and this and this and this because uh, I always have to uh, like feel how the back is feeling and uh, yeah how my body is uh, so it's a lot of things that I mm, yeah really cannot do anymore uh, but I try just to uh, like find new ways to train and uh, yeah so that's maybe the the biggest change the last two years and then this spring I've um, yeah uh, I've talked to like Anton and other people and just uh, yeah didn't know how to train to be a long distance skier or I don't really know yet but uh, uh, my plan is to uh, yeah ski a lot of base training this summer and I've changed a lot from two sessions to one session so I ski uh, mostly in the um, go for longer roller ski sessions in the in the mornings or uh, yeah and then I do a lot of uh, like uh, strange training and just uh, mobility and things like that in the evening to uh, just take care of myself so I can train a lot next uh, next morning. Roller skiing, you just mentioned that. Has the volume or the hours spent on roller skis increased for you now after joining the team? Uh, you mean like it, it's more roller skiing? Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, it's definitely more roller skiing uh, or more, yeah, more double poling and... Uh, Maybe I have, um, uh, I, I do some, uh, I mean, uh, recovery training in uh, skating and, uh, but it's mostly double pulling, I think. Uh, and also, uh, I use a lot of roller skiing because of, um, uh, yeah, before I run a lot, but uh, it's not possible anymore. So I do a do some um, bicycling also so double polling and bicycling I think it's my main part uh, main part of training do you change wheels on roller skis or do you always use the numbers number three uh, oh I change uh, wheels too I have both uh, number two and number uh, four two so it's uh, uh, mostly number three, I think, but I will do, I, yeah, I will do some, um, I mean, in the summer it's, uh, it's quite warm and I think, uh, I can go on, uh, number four, sometimes two to get the strength training. And then also I take number two sometimes and ski, uh, yeah, pretty fat just to go on, uh, yeah try to go uh, good technique and things like that so I think it's uh, that's one one part I I always uh, change uh, a lot of roller skis because uh, uh, before I had uh, a trainer na named Niklas Grön and he uh, yeah he wanted me to ski on uh, a lot of different um, uh, roller skis you also men mentioned uh, cycling. Uh, do you mean road biking or mountain biking or both? Yeah, I do both. So, uh, yeah, sometimes uh, uh, mountain biking and sometimes uh, on the road. So in the summertime, since you're out there doing long cycling trips or um, 
on roller skis. What are kind of your f- favorite workouts out there, or what do you enjoy the most about the summer training? Uh, I think um, I enjoy to just uh, go out on like an adventure and don't. Uh, don't think so much about how many hours I will ski. I just make a route and then maybe uh, try to find uh, something um, to uh, like to eat or like um, uh, filling my drinking belt or something during the way to just, yeah, just made a route and be outside and experience things. It's a, uh, before it was mostly on the bike, but now when you ski like uh, uh, 100k, you you can see a lot. So yeah, I've been experienced many new places at home when I ski longer sessions. So that's one one part that I really like. Well, tell me about it. I know how how it goes when you go out there and roller ski for a long time and long distances. But next, we'll talk about a little bit about you and your career and you as a person. That'll be our last segment on our podcast. That'll be next. So, Hanna, going back to your World Cup career, uh, your sprint success out there, when you look back what might have been the greatest sort of moments, your victories or the podium places, or maybe something else that just pops into your mind when you walk down memory lane? Uh, well, that's a big question, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I think um, I will remember um, like a lot of, traveling around the world with a lot of uh, great friends uh, i think that's the biggest thing uh, i mean i i really remember like my first uh, world cup win uh, and uh, yeah maybe all my uh, yeah four times winning the world cup that like big days in my career but uh, overall it's a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, like I said, good friends and a lot of uh, uh, happy moments uh, outside the track too, I think. So has your life always been consumed by cross-country skiing or have you had any other ambitions in your life as well when you go back to your childhood? Uh, I uh, yeah, I started to ski when I was 10, so I played a lot of football and did athletics and orienteering too. So it was a lot of sport uh, in my family when I was young. So, uh, but I'm uh, yeah, I decided when I was 15 to uh, go for cross country skiing, and since that, I uh, yeah, try to go all in for that. So, and maybe that that uh, to go all in for something like when you go I mostly go sprint and then you have one shot on the uh, championships and it's one day every year and uh, I kind of like that when you train for something and it's so uh, specific specific and like uh, one year it was uh, a skate sprint uh, like uh, in Lahti or something and then you just uh, wanted to be best that day so when you kind of in that bubble and just wanted to be uh, really good that day so yeah that's uh, a little bit different I think to the to the long distance skiing now. So you were 15 when you decided to uh, go all the way in terms of skiing. Uh, those days back at school uh how were you i was uh, yeah quite good in the school but I, it was a little bit hard for me to um just sitting on a chair and uh listen so i think uh, yeah i've got a lot of energy so i have to like find sports and things to do uh just to feel feel good i think uh, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of sport, and uh, yeah, I'm really happy that I that I have all these 
like movement and sport as a child because uh, it made me uh, maybe a good person though I think I was I was quite good at um, mathematic though uh, and also to uh, uh, like uh, we have like Swedish when we have should write things uh, like uh, history and uh, long texts. Um, yeah, that was my best part. But I I wasn't good at like I said sitting on the chair and listen to things because then I would think that was boring. <laughs> so uh, but, you were hyperactive. Uh, no, I wasn't. But um, uh, but. Uh, Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I was uh, quite good at school, and I, I made a school, and I was uh, four years on what you say, uh, gymnasium, uh, too, and uh, had quite good um, results there. But the last years, when like when I was eighteen or something, I felt that cross country skiing uh, took a lot of time, and I was uh, more happy with the. Like our training than uh, than being the school so and then it was uh, I was twenty when I was skiing Olympics and World Cup so I haven't uh, had time to go into school now or what you say. Uh, so you haven't actually s- studied after high school. No, exactly. It's uh, it's been just a lot of uh, cross country skiing and uh, I've tried to. I mean, I have a, a company with skiing and sponsors, so I try to just train. And if I have some time over, <laughs> then I uh, do things with my sponsors and uh, with my club and do things around the skiing. So what are your plans uh, for, for, for later? What are you planning to do after your career is over? Uh, actually, I don't know. I have uh, I've just uh, been skiing and like all in for skiing, and uh, I think I I cannot think about uh, like so many things <laughs> together. So so we will see after. I think I um, I will find something, and hopefully I can um, work with something I really enjoy. Uh, that's my uh, biggest goal after the career. Since skiing has been a, that big of a part of your life, would you assume that you might stay in skiing or in the world of skiing somehow? Uh, yes, maybe it. Uh, maybe I can aspiring or learn something. Uh, maybe for um, for younger skiers, but. Uh, Then I think uh, it's important also to feel if you are like tired on skiing, uh, of skiing, or if you uh, are like happy with still being being uh, in the sport. So uh, yeah, we will see after after the career. Since you uh, like uh, writing and you've said that you're really good at that, maybe you can become a novelist. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, you know, what are the things that really interest you besides um, skiing, like hobbies or things that you do? How do you spend your free time? Yeah, right now I'm uh, like the last years or two years I've been home a lot. So uh, me and my boyfriend we bought a house in Rishan, so it was uh, a quite old house. So we tried to working a little bit <laughs> with that uh, to uh, yeah i don't know what the word what to say but to uh, so renovating the house yeah renovating the house has been a uh, been a big part beside of the skiing the the last uh, year or one and a half year so yeah when i have uh, like time over and between uh, training and uh, uh, Like training with the team, I yeah like to just be home and uh, uh, be quite normal and being with family and friends and uh, uh, yeah be being in in the, our house. Uh, we also try to uh, like uh, 
in the garden grows some uh, uh, greens or what you say vegetables uh, yeah vegetables and uh, so right now it's um, in the summer or in the end of summer it's uh, it's good times <laughs> when you uh, yeah you can like pick your own uh, salad and carrots and things from the garden so uh, I eat a lot of vegetables right now but it's quite different and uh, normal, uh, I think, I would say. So if you like cooking, what is your signature dish, the meal that you like to cook? I think um, my boy- boyfriend's parents got um, a lot of lambs. So we got a lot of uh, uh, lamb in our freezer. We are quite good at uh, cooking uh, lamb. Lamb chops, that's yummy. That's, uh, that yes, sounds exactly. really uh, tasty. Lamb <laughs> yeah. Any particular bands, songs that you like? And do you listen to music when you train? Uh, yes, I both listen to music and podcasts. So uh, it's nothing special. It's, uh, yeah, sweet can be Swedish music and also like yeah, pop music and old music too. So it depends a little bit on um, what day and uh, what kind of mood I'm in. So, yeah, it's a lot of different. Then what about movies uh, slash uh, TV shows? I'm not good at watching movies. As I said, I'm quite bad sitting uh, sitting still. <laughs> so when it's more than one hour, I get boring, uh, bored. And uh, so I don't watch I don't watch movies, but uh, it can be uh, some uh, some uh, shorter uh, series or things. Like be really into it and just uh, forgot that you uh, are far from home and that you are going to compete next day and things like that. So then I like series. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to tell us about uh, yourself, Hanna? Something that we don't, or no one knows about. As I said, right now I'm, uh, I've been home a lot, and it's like in the garden or uh, cooking or just being in the house. So that's uh, that's a big part right now. And yeah, I think I I moved from uh, Falun to Rusham one and a half year ago. So Rusham is like my hometown, but I haven't lived here the last fifteen years. So it felt like really like coming home and like uh, when we bought a house and I really enjoyed being uh, not traveling <laughs> so much but I know it'll be a lot of traveling in the winter so I just enjoy the time at home right now. So it feels good to be back home. Mm, exactly. So to sum things up what are your goals? Uh, yeah, in the skiing right now it's um, it's for sure uh, the Visma Ski Classic in the winter, but I haven't. It's so hard to set any results goal. So, uh, as I said before, my goal is just to be as strong as possible and try to uh, enjoy this the races. And uh, uh, hopefully, I can uh, fight for the podium and. Uh, maybe win some sprints and win some races. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I haven't, uh, I think I, uh, it would be hard to like ski 15 races and be good at everyone, but uh, hopefully some races, um, it suits me well. I can do good performance. So that's my goal right now. Uh, and you are planning to do all races next season? Uh, yes, I'm planning to do uh, all races, but uh, when we all saw the calendar, it was uh, quite a hard calendar. So it depends a little bit on how my body works and how my back works. And uh, uh, yeah, maybe I have to quit some to just uh, yeah survive the winter. But we will see. My my goal is to ski as much as possible and uh, help the team as much as possible too. So. As a last question, you mentioned Marit Björgen earlier that you looked upon her and she was your idol. But who is your greatest idol outside of the skiing world? Someone that inspired you when you grew up? 
uh, yeah, it's my uh, it's my grandfather. Uh, he's uh, always been my idol, so and uh, he's still so. He's uh, uh, 87 year uh, years right now, so he's my biggest fan uh, and always cheering for me and uh, like when when I when I do a, maybe a bad race and I'm quite disappointed and things he he always uh, like are quite calm and find uh, like a positive way in things and uh, also he's very very I think you say stubborn when he decided to do something he do that <laughs> so maybe that's uh, that's one thing I've got from from uh, from him too so it uh, sounds to me that you have a great shoulder to lean on whenever uh, it's needed. Thank you very much, Hanna. It was really good to have you here. And of course, I wish you all the best for the season. It'll be interesting to see how well you can uh, do and perform uh, in Bismarcki Classics come the new season. But thank you very much. Mm, thank you for having me. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.